my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. two thumbs and played board games all weekend this guy wow what uh, have we stooped that low on this program that that's how we open the show now <laughs> is, is that where we're at now the two thumbs jokes well i got to play board games all weekend i mean i'm playing board games you think that i'm like a king of comedy i know but like this is why i can't have a device while we're doing the show because now I'm messing with it. So you have five? You, yeah. you can't have something in your hand? Right. While you... Like you, Sandwich, given a shiny spoon, I am distracted by my internet-connected device. <laughs> and the Ooh, squirrel. Shiny. Squirrel outside the window. Squirrel! <laughs> So uh, we're doing a podcast, right? Yeah, we, we're we're live. We're Absolutely. rolling. And this is how we're starting. Um, this is episode what, Kev? What number? Four hundred and nope, six hundred and forty-six. No, it's oh, six. you're one over. You went over five, five, six forty-five. He doesn't usually go the wrong way, right? He's usually light. That's I think that's the first time you've gone over. I, I think because he knew he was one back last week, he overcompensated yeah, and. It threw me. Just threw me. Yeah. 
Well, this is episode 645, which uh, to be named later, of Geek Stuff TNG. Let's just throw the social medias out at the beginning and then uh, jump right into the news, all right? Uh, if you want to follow the show on the Facebooks, the Twitters, and Instagrams, it's all Geek Stuff TNG over there. You can also call us up and leave us a message on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email at the... Uh, Geek voice at mail. geeksoftng at gmail.com. All right. And then if you want to follow along and uh, support the show through our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash geeksofftng, for just $1 a month, you get to join our wonderful chat over there on the Discord server. For $3 a month, that's the early bird special. We typically record on Mondays, so you'll get the early bird special and hear the, the episodes Tuesday or Wednesday. For just $5 a month, it is the bonus round. You get the weekend bonus show, The Sandwich Shop. What do we talk about this week on The Sandwich Shop? Uh, Turner and Hooch, which is definitely a Disney film. <laughs> Confirmed Disney film, Turner and Hooch. I don't believe that's the case. <laughs> is it a real happy ending on that one? Uh, yep. Yeah, I guess so. I guess the I happy mean, the happy ending is that Disney can put out a sequel show series on Disney Plus twenty five something years later, uh, and that's where the happiness is to be won. I guess yeah, it's almost th it's thirty. Is it thirty it's years? Almost thirty at this point. I just remember Turner Hooch came out in eighty nine. Eighty nine. Oh wow! I just remember Tom Hanks on the late night circuit saying, "What when he was on his next film saying." that nobody went to see Turner and Hooch a second time because it's not a feel-good ending. The movie is great up until, you know, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old yeah. movie, until the dog dies in the end. And so it ruined uh, rewatchability, and they, they didn't get people returning to the, the theaters. And so, like he just said, that was just a huge mistake. And he's like, I'll never do a movie where we kill the dog again. Um, <laughs> so if you want to hear, uh, speaking of things that came out 30 years ago, vintage episodes of uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Also come yep, up for folks years ago at the, at the $5 level. Uh, so those will go up on the 1st and 15th of the month. You'll get to hear an older episode of the then known as Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And stuff PC. I am completely intrigued by the fact that uh, that Big Kev guy has gone missing for oh. two weeks yeah. on the vintage episodes. I, I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, I, I wonder if he ever came back. Because, because honestly, I don't know. I don't remember any of that. Not a bit. It's all a blur. After recording in Fantastic's house, you know, and I'm like, I don't remember this at all. And 60, so it's like 60 episodes, it's like 60 weeks. So it's like in year two-ish. And I'm like, I'm doing math and crazy calculations. And I'm like... I'm not coming up with a thing of why I would have missed two weeks. Well, we'll, we'll see if you get I'll back for the third week. Hear how it all works out, I think, in episode 61. Yep. But I, I, right now, I don't know. Episode 61 should go up August, August 15th. I hope he's okay. That's all I'm saying. Is he okay? Yeah. If you could go back, would you give Big Kev a hug from, 2000 and, from year two? That's 2007-ish. Um, um, I would tell him a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things, a shit ton of things. I would tell him. 
Well, a lot. <laughs> I would tell him for just ten dollars a month, you can join in on the live Instagram feed of the show as we record on Mondays, and uh, that's really where all the magic happens. The tragic happens, as you said last week. Oh, we're getting a slow clap from Dom over there. That was brilliant, Scott. That was brilliant. That, that transition. <laughs> I love that. That. So that was fantastic. Oh, Did it make up for that my uh, two thumbs joke at the beginning of the episode? Uh, absolutely. You covered it. You covered it perfectly fine. You are now net neutral, and uh, we can move forward with the news. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I think we should start with, I think the big news is uh, Black Widow back in the news with Scarlett Johansson uh, suing the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Good oh. for her. Helen Keller could have seen this coming. Like, uh, I mean, you you can't, you, you know, her deal was the theatrical release. You know, she gets, she's a producer on the film, I think, is what it boils down to. And she gets a cut of the theatrical release of the film. But I think she gets nothing for Disney+. Plus. So when they release it simultaneously on Disney+, Plus and theatrical, she's getting shunted out of some money so good for her oh, yeah. and she's done anyway it's not like she's gonna do anything i mean at least the, the way it looks like she she and black widow are done and if that's the case it's not like she's putting her future career with disney in jeopardy i don't think that's a thing right so i mean yeah they, they could only sandwich so many other like do it. other prequels in there if she was going to do anymore there's not much of a window of time for her to be able to do that uh with the black widow character so you're right she's not really taking much of a risk with her disney career at this point um and you're right she she is justified to do so and i also read some articles that said first and foremost she did not expect to have to file the lawsuit she expected disney to renegotiate in good yep. faith which they did yep. not do and then also disney like releasing uh some of her compensation details i heard that the um the the management for scarlett johansson was a little upset that they they were kind of releasing information to try to make her look bad that they should not have released i mean like listen there's we we couldn't predict that they would do this you know disney plus release for black widow so it's really unfair for people to be like you know Oh, she shouldn't be complaining about that she's not making money there. I mean, she was expecting to make money from this. I mean, it's just fair. What's fair is fair. They made a deal. She's supposed to make money from Black Widow, and then she's getting shafted. They made at least $30 million, at least from what the last time I checked. So who knows where they're at now? So it's it's only fair that she gets a, a cut of it at least, like she's supposed to. Right. At the very least, they should have given her the same cut she would have gotten on the theatrical release on the streaming releases, right? Because that is taking the place of the theatrical release because of the pandemic. It's not Disney's fault. It's not her fault. But she's the only one that lost money on the deal. So, well, and so while we're on that topic as well, you guys remember Stephen Dorff, not from Lord of the Rings, but from Blade, who uh, was talking some uh, shit a, yeah, a, was, a month ago. Brad, Brad Dorff, who I compl uh, confused him with. Yes. So he has uh, walked back his statements a little bit and kind of said, well, I didn't really mean to, to, to sound that bad, but uh, I think it's a little too late, too little too late from uh, Stephen Dorff. <laughs> Did well, he say it was like a shit movie and horrible? So, like, what's the other interpretation of that? <laughs> right. There is well, no other way to do it. Performer. 
and clearly out of his mind if he thinks that going up against uh, uh, Disney or, or, or anybody like that is a good idea for his career. The guy's clearly an idiot. I mean, I don't know how much of his career is left, honestly. Um, you know, he did those on-golf they... films where he was, like, short. No, wait, that's not. That's a different dwarf. Wow. That's a deep cut. Sandwich doesn't even know. He, he's deer in the headlights. He doesn't even know that reference. Nope. Uh, wow. <laughs> the point is, I think, is that, it, you know, it seems almost like an attention-getting maneuver because he has a sort of a, a loose affiliation, for lack of a better expression, with the Marvel Universe in, in so much as he did a movie, which, by the way, is not technically the, Mar the MCU. So it's not like it counts anyway but you know this is this is a guy who named the last uh steven dorf thing blade yeah i <laughs> yeah, mean blade exactly. is it exactly uh-huh that's mean, exactly it was he in reality so, bites as well was that steven dorf no that was that was the other guy i don't know yeah he was not in no he was not in reality bites so i don't um, i don't follow his career he was deacon frost in in blade that's the sum total of my knowledge of steven dorf yeah so he, he tried so. to walk it back a little bit but i don't think i mean he's going to come out net negative on that transaction i think he, he he wrote a check his uh body couldn't cash with that statement you can't go against the mouse that's right it wasn't his, <laughs> his body it was his ass yeah his ass yeah. can't cash so let's uh, let's stick with the mouse, right? They're still uh, they're not doing too bad for those theatrical releases, though. Um, Jungle Cruise was thirty four million, number one movie th over the weekend. I heard not really things. a surprise. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to win any awards, but I heard good things. Yeah, uh, filmed mostly on this island, by the way. Ooh. Did you drive no, the rock around while he was there? Production. What's that? Did you get to drive the rock around while he was there? No, 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 no. Just take him on a sightseeing tour and show him? No, no, no. He probably knows more about it than I do. I mean, yeah, they named one of the islands after a character he played, right? Yeah, that's the way that worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've heard good things. I've heard it's funny. I've heard it's fun to see the Jungle Cruise one-liners uh sprinkled throughout the movie to give it some fun for the folks that are Jungle Cruise fans. I mean, the backside of water so, is in it, so that's that's the most important one for me. Do you think that this is them setting up their next Pirates of the Caribbean and we get like 15 Jungle Cruise movies? Or do you think this is like a one-off kind of deal? One-off. Do, do you think we just cruise everywhere now? Or do you think that... Uh... <laughs> one-off. I mean, yeah, it's a one-off for a number of reasons, right? I mean, it, it was filmed a long time ago. It's been in the can waiting for quite a Way while to come out, long. right? Yeah, like it's over. It's I feel like it's close to three years ago they filmed this movie. I could be wrong, but I think it's it's something like that. Yeah. So number two at the box office was The Green Knight. And I've heard a lot of buzz about it, but I don't know a ton about this, this picture. Uh, are, are either of you familiar with the, the new Green Knight production? It's, I'm familiar uh, with the the actual story, but I'm not familiar with the the movie. It looked it's, all right. It's, it's what's his name in the lead, right? Um, 
Isn't it the kid from Slumdog Millionaire? Isn't he in there? I think it is. It looks. It might be. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get on that real quick. But, but yeah, I mean, no, no. <laughs> I, again, I've heard good I, things I about saw it. The trailer for it. I mean, I know what the story is, and you know, they're they're clearly doing some. Uh, they're clearly doing some inclusiveness here. Um, so yeah. Dev Patel, thank you. Yes. Uh, everybody on on the on the Instagram who said that Will and uh, who else said this? Dot Alex Chin. And so, is, is Sandwich going to do a uh, a book report on the uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight uh, on the? This but I've heard that show? already. That? I have to do new stuff. Oh. You, you already if did I your book read. report? You already did a book report on The Green Knight? Yeah, in the college I flunked out of. <laughs> so yeah, just just find that old paper and read it. Just read it, just word for word into the I mic. That would be one, great. Honestly. <laughs> speak, speak right, I, go, the, I gotta go deep into the sandwich files. Like, claw through, <laughs> through everything. Sandwich, Sandwich's audio is so not synced with his video right now that he looks like a kung fu movie. <laughs> I will honor my family. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> you, you don't even have to purposely do it. You can just talk. So let, let's stick on the trailers for just a minute. Did you see the the Let There Be Carnage, the new trailer for Let There Be Carnage? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I, I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Venom. I'm not a huge fan of the movie Venom. I'm not a huge fan of Carnage. Um, so, I mean, if you're talking about how was the trailer for a movie that I'm not a fan of anything in it of? Yeah, it, it looks really good. I still, I, I still feel like, and I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but I still feel like we're going to get a tie to the MCU in this film, whatever it is. I don't know. It's going to be a credit thing or I don't know, but I just have a feeling we're going to get it. So that's that's where I'm at. It also kind of seems like I don't know if it's true or not, but it kind of seems like um, Carnage is some kind of offshoot of Venom, because there's that scene where he kind of bites Tom Hardy, and he's like, "I've tasted blood," and la la, and like, and then somehow it seems like after that event, then like his transformation to carnage occur, uh, carnage occurs so i'm wondering if there's if that's the way they're going to go with this rather than carnage being a separate symbiote which i thought was the way of it see i, I thought, thought carnage i, I, I was under carnage the impression that no you, you go sandwich i i was under the impression that it was always that venom had basically like not birthed but like had made carnage like that's how that worked, and then there like had been other ones that had been made after that too. But I was under the impression always that Carnage was like a direct Venom connection. That's why like they are together a lot sometimes because they're linked in that sense. Yeah, I mean, me too. I I felt like Carnage was had broken off from Venom. That's that's my remembrance of it. But again, that all those storylines happened after I stopped really reading Spider Man. So. Okay, uh, uh, over on over on the Instagram, yes. Dot. I understand you would be you would prefer to be called Alex. 
I got you. I know what you would prefer. But we all don't get what we want and what we prefer. I would prefer that there was a more direct connection between Venom and the MCU. Am I going to get it? Maybe. I think yes. Because we definitely got it. I don't care what anybody says. We definitely got it coming from Morbius. So... I think it would be stupid for them to put out a second Venom movie and not tie it to the MCU. There, I've said it. Um, sp- keeping Spider-Man in the in the 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 news here, there are talks that uh, Peter B. Parker is going to be returning to by Sp- into the Spider Verse too. I mean, it stands cool. to reason that bringing those characters back together in the sequel. But didn't I mean, didn't I, Peter B. Parker uh, sacrifice himself in the finale of Spider Verse? Did he? No, Peter B. Parker went back to like uh, fix his marriage. Oh, okay. All right. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, was that, thinking I that he think died in it, but any... okay. In a cartoon movie, <laughs> nobody dies. They killed, no, they killed one. Unless they ki- they killed uh, Spider Man in that movie. They killed one of them. Did they? they Who did they kill? They killed. They killed uh, the Spider-Man from Miles' universe. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, who was younger. Kingpin, like, well, yeah, yeah. He needed. Well, that's because then Miles could be the only one in that universe to be a Spider-Man. So yeah. I kind of get that. I'm wondering if they're going to add any... Because I know they're going to add 2099 because the after credit scene had him there. So it's just obvious. But I'm wondering if we're going to add more Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Or if we're just going to be adding just the 2099. I hope they add... Now, who was it? It was... It was. I think it was Toad and... What was his name? Frog... Was it Frogman? And Spider Kid. There's a deep cut for you, Scott. Do you remember that little group? I don't. I don't remember if it was a one-off issue of Spider-Man or what. I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure if if OG is listening, he could call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And let us know. um, It may have been just a one-off thing, but it was like, I'm pretty sure it was Toad and Frogman and Spider-Kid. And I would love for them to put like Spider-Kid in the the new um, multiverse uh, animated movie. Uh, Spider-Verse movie. I think that would be great because then we might have a shot of getting that group together in action figure form, which would be a tremendous. Um, but I don't remember if they had a if they had an actual group name or what. I just don't remember. But I remember reading it and thinking it was really funny, and I thought they should do something with those three characters together. Um, but they never did. Who, who's so. the Spider Kid? Toad, Frog, and Spider Kid. I don't know. No. I don't. I don't remember that much. I, I don't remember that much about it. To, I don't. He didn't have powers either. I feel like he just built like a some kind of apparatus that you know let him do spider stuff or something. I don't remember honestly. It's and it's been a while really since don't. I saw Spider Verse and I only got to see it once. Um, did they have Spiders Man in there? Like just uh, you know a, a million spiders that were in the shape of nah. a man? No. All right. That that was like yeah. like you know one million ants from that, Rick and Morty, right? They saved that for the sequel. That I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you want to see in the sequel, though. 
you know, well, like when they're the... just blasting through all the different sort of, you know, it, it in the same way that when that most recent Rick and Morty episode where where they they're going through all the universes to discover the I can't remember if it's the one where they were discovering the fake Rick and Morty's or the fake families or the, the decoy the families. Decoys. Yeah, and they were all decoys, decoys right? Yeah. It's decoys all yeah, the way they down. Found, yeah, they found the one that the ones that were made of wood and the one you know, like all this different like that's the kind of that's the kind of funny that you want to see in a movie that addresses a multiverse. You know, to see all these wacky outrage. And there's plenty of them that they've I, I mean, I feel like there's plenty of iterations of Spider-Man that have existed over the years that could occupy in this kind of format just sort of their own universe. Like like um like Scott said, the Spider's man. Maybe he's the Spider-Man of his universe. And you know, maybe Spider Kid is the Spider-Man of his universe and on a very smaller scale. But you know, like yeah, that's the kind of fun kind of thing that I like to see in 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 a in a in a story that contains a multiverse. Yeah. So before we transition from Marvel to DC, because there's some stuff to talk about there, uh, I saw an article about they're starting to work on a Battle of the Planets movie and, and potentially universe. Now, I don't know. I mean, Kev, you remember Battle of the Planets, right? Sure, I'm yeah. still trying to buy the last two figures to round out my six-inch squad. Man, and and you know, and I, and I watched once. You know, when Netflix became a thing, and I learned about the that I could watch the original uh, versions of you know Team Gatchaman, you know, with subtitles, which so much darker, so much more violent, so much uh, uh so much a more story there. Um, a, a lot more. Yeah, but I mean, but still to this day, I feel like if you said, "What's your favorite cartoon?" Uh, you know, I think that, you know, G-Force, Battle of the Planets, the original one, was my absolute favorite Saturday morning cartoon. You know, I just loved it. So I'm excited about it, to was, see this. Was there R2 ripoff? Was that Seven Sark 7? Seven Sark 7, yeah. And absolutely. That, an, uh, and that, even that, that was a ripoff of two characters. That was a ripoff from not only R2-D2 from the U.S. I'm pretty sure he was kind of a sort of a ripoff of a similar character in in um, Star Blazers. Okay. Well, and then he had a dog that looks exactly like uh, Doctor Who's dog. Doctor uh, Who's dog. Yeah. yeah. So K nine. K nine. Right. K-9. So yeah. I mean, and and that's the stuff that wasn't in the original version, right? Those were that was how they well, filled the added, exposition. They added that for the American audience to yeah. kind of, you know, kind of. There were parts of the story that couldn't be shown in the U.S. Right. And so they had to cover that time somehow, which gave us Seven Zark Seven. Yes. Yeah. But so yeah, so I that rewatched. Cartoon, go ahead. That cartoon was terrible. <laughs> yeah, but when you're, terrible. you know, eleven, I mean, I I loved it, and I just I loved the, uh, you know, like it it was just like all the eighties, just like the He Man. You know, there was the when the the ship the Phoenix transforms into the fiery Phoenix. It's the same oh, every yeah. time. So they reuse the same animation every single episode when they form the whirlwind pyramid. It's the same animation every single episode. Yep. So it's cheap, cheap, cheap. But I mean, I just I loved the characters. I loved I just loved it. So yeah, then, I I really loved it too. Have you ever seen it, Sandwich? What Battle of the Planets? Sword. Never heard of it. Okay, so yeah, that's that's a bit. But we, it's unfortunate because I don't think the American ones are available anywhere for us to make Sandwich watch them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like back in the day when Netflix when it was. Uh, 
you know, mailing you DVDs, I feel like there was a set that had both yeah, the original. Oh, there, oh, oh, there was definitely a set. I'm, yeah. I might even have it somewhere. I know I have Star Blazers. I have all the, all the seasons of Star Blazers. I may have uh, Battle of the Planets also. I forget. But, um, yeah, I actually, I, I liked it, but I didn't like it nearly as much as I liked um uh nearly as much as battle of the uh not battle yeah battle of star blazers that's it sorry yeah that one Uh, i don't remember i didn't like battle of the planets nearly as much as i like star blazers and then later on voltron the lion the lion force voltron um which i also really really liked when it first came out so uh yeah that's 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 anime sandwich from the old days Yes. It's the funny because growing up as a kid, I'm a very big Power Rangers fan. And I always felt like, what's this Power Rangers ripoff called Voltron? <laughs> and so I'm like, no, no, Dom, that came first. I'm like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, oh. I knew that. That's the, that's <laughs> oh, the newest I, episode oh. of uh, Rick and Morty is going to be the uh, the Voltron uh, parody. The ferrets. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't gotten to that one yet. But um, while we're on Voltron real quick, Kev, when it changed from the lions to like the hundred different little vehicles. How did no you feel interest. about that? Yeah. I hated it. Right. It, it just wasn't, it was a different story. It was, it was not only a different story. It just, it was just terrible. You know, you it guys... was just like, I mean, there were so many characters. I mean, I had trouble keeping up with five or whatever it was. Um, you know, uh, and, and then it was like, there were a million, you know, it was really weird. I didn't like it at all. And then by that point, too, Matchbox was involved. Mattel and Matchbox was involved. Matchbox put out sort of the American version of, of both of those lions, which at that point I had already I already had a die cast. Uh, I already had a die cast Voltron from Japan that I had bought in individual pieces, which was phenomenal. I still have it somewhere in the product archive. Um uh, it was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal toy for the time period. But then Mattel started putting it out in plastic, and you know, it was just awful. But no, I never got into the the vehicles one. I, I I never even understood the appeal. Like, why on earth would they go that direction when everybody on the planet loved the the lion one? And the answer was because you could do twenty vehicles versus five. Right. So, yeah, and and wasn't that around the that same time that part of it. wasn't that around the same time that Robotech was coming out, which was again a similar you know giant robot kind of story, but then a much yeah, much they, better story. I, I feel like I went from Voltron to Robotech, and I liked Robotech more from then on. They weren't they weren't really what's the right word? They weren't really like combiners though. You know, like they were kind of one off. Oh, those were yeah, those were more like bit... mechs, like uh, like yeah. Pacific Rim. They were just giant robots, like with yeah. a person in the in the pilot seat. That's right. Okay. Right. So, so this week on uh, you, you know eighties cartoon ever, weekly. Uh, Go ahead. Watch the most recent Voltron cartoons, or was that not something you guys ever got into? The the so remake. I say, yeah, a couple. I, I a couple never, years back. No, right? I tried. OG OG liked it, I think, but I I didn't like it. It just it just felt I don't know what the right that word forced. is. Cheap, yeah. It really felt like it also felt to me really dumbed down, which was also really strange. But that's the way that it felt to me. 
I, you know, I didn't watch a lot of them. I watched a few episodes to see because I did like the original Lion one, and I thought it was I thought it was okay. I didn't have any any problems with it, but it wasn't engaging enough. It it didn't hit the nostalgia spot, just like the new He Man didn't. Um, but I would say that the the Shira reboot was pretty solid, and, and I watched quite a few episodes of that. Um, but again, you know, it's all about you only have so many hours in the day, and you have to really be choosy about what you're going to watch. But um, if I was going to sit down once my kids get a little bit older, I feel like She-Ra would be the kind of 80s remake reboot that I would choose to show them because I enjoyed that more than the Voltron, more than the Masters of the Universe. Mm. I, I will I will baptize my children in whatever Power Rangers is currently happening this season uh, when they're of age. <laughs> I loved the the toys that made us where they were talking to the Power Rangers guy and he's like, yeah, you just got to keep changing the people every couple of seasons so that you can sell more toys. I mean, like, it's just like, oh, who, yeah. who cares about the plot? Keep changing out the the Power Rangers, make them look different so we can keep selling more toys. I remember You're not wrong. trying to go back and watch Power Rangers and I'm like, oh, it'll be fun. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it was a lot more fun when, like, I didn't consider acting. And I just watch things explode. Yeah, exactly. People kick. <laughs> it's like ah, I'm like the exploding stuff is cool. I do appreciate that, but uh, well, and yeah, the the rest of it kind of is glaring sometimes. It, it also works great when you're reusing that stuff that was filmed in another country where there's no, you know, there's no face, there's no lips to move. You just it's just voiceover, but the right. actual, you know, martial arts and fight scenes were all just lifted right out of stuff that was previously used and then you only film the stuff where they're the you know the American actors oh, yeah, that's, for the American that's the best parts. part about Power Rangers. For the for those who don't know, they would just the send fights. They would just send fights over to America and they'd be like, All right, uh they're fighting a clown this week, so I guess send them to the carnival <laughs> and there'll be an evil clown there or something. Or all right, yeah. this week there's a giant pumpkin, so this is our Halloween episode. Oh, but <laughs> But you're also forgetting, Dom, that many much of that footage in the first, I don't know, several seasons was like yeah. 10 years old when it came oh, yeah. to the U.S. And you can see it. Like, you can see the difference in the quality between the fight scenes and the scenes when they're not fighting. It's like glaringly like, yeah. wow, they found this. It's like we can make a Power Rangers episode of the three of us. Because we could just literally grab the same footage and just do the the shots of us out of the costume or just with the like the hood off, you know, or the <laughs> helmet off. We could literally do the same thing. And we would be using footage that's like fifty years old, you know, at that part, forty or whatever it was. And, and and you would see the glaring difference and it would be hysterical. But nobody knew then because it was just trying to appeal to kids. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The best part for me has always been that the Yellow Ranger in Japan was a boy, but over here was a girl, so that's why she didn't wear a skirt. But the pink ranger did, and it's like, well, how come the yellow one's wearing a skirt, but the pink one's not? And then people were upset that, oh, a lot of other stuff about Power Rangers. Power Rangers is a dark past, if you look into some things, apparently. If you look into it, apparently some things weren't always uh, happy in Angel Grove. Yeah, but uh, I, I feel like yeah. Check out the toys that made us for some fun. The background on on the Power Rangers, I think that that was a just a great primer because like some of those I was never into Power Rangers, but I got to learn the history through through that toys that made us. And the same thing, I was never a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy, but I got to you know learn more about the history than I knew by watching the toys that made us. So 
I, you know, I appreciate mm-hmm. that kind of th- those documentaries. Um, all right, let's keep moving on. Let's jump over to DC. Uh, Suicide Squad is, is it coming out next week? The eighth? Is it coming out? Is it out? Like I don't know anymore. Is it in the theater? Is it on HBO Max? It's gonna hit HBO Max for a month, and then it's gonna be gone. So the, I read I, that somewhere. So it's not gonna be as Harley centric, right? This is this is to showcase the ensemble more, is what I have heard most recently about the new. Is what they squad. keep saying. Yeah. Oh, it's the fifth. It's the end of the week. And you know, John, uh, and you know, Gunn has said that when he is done with this Guardians movie, he's gonna focus his energy on that John Cena character's TV show. What? Which I was like, what? Yeah, really? The, the, the Peacemaker, right? Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And, and I'm just like, I mean, I just think it's bizarre. And you know, Disney has only themselves to blame. Because, you know, originally, uh, Gunn was going to be Marvel's uh, space guy. You know, he was going to be structuring... The event, all the MCU events and teams and things that took place in space, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, who knows who? A Star Jammers. I mean, it could be anybody. But you know, like he was the one who was going to be coordinating all of the things that took place in space and, and kind of bringing them to us and different, you know, like Celestials and just just all the space stuff, you know. And they just shot themselves in the foot by letting him go over something, you know. That that was, as it turns out, uh, you know, not something that they decided to keep him fired over. So that's that's them. That's their own fault. They lost Gun and is now going to go over to DC and flounder there for a while until uh, until Warner Brothers tells him what to do. You know, you're going to do it our way. And and then again, didn't we have? the original Suicide Squad director come out this week and talk about how his cut of the movie what he actually is the said. actual movie. They took the movie away from it. What's his name? Goyer? Uh, Ayer. Is that who that was? David Ayer. Or Ayer? Yeah, is that who, whoever it was? Came out and said this, this week, and I was like, oh, well, where's the hashtag? You know, why isn't, you know, the, the air cut? You know, give us the air cut or, or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Give us that because that's what we want, you know, kind of nonsense. Yeah, well, I think he finally just said, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm all done because the air cut's clearly not going to happen. Stop trying to make well, fetch happen. that's so weird because the Snyder cut was infinitely, the Snyder cut was taking a piece of garbage and making it a bigger one. <laughs> Suicide Squad at least had... Now, again, I'm going to get roasted over this, too, perhaps. Uh, Suicide Squad at least had a couple of decent qualities. I mean, besides the fact that they made it Will Smith's movie, which it was not supposed to be, they edited it in such a way as to make it Will Smith's Deadshot movie. Um, besides that, they did have other qualities that were that were decent and that could have been salvaged and that you could kind of see the direction that the director was going in. So if everything he's saying about it is true, that cut, his cut of the movie might actually be something worth watching. Yeah, you know, I mean, my my problem with the, the first Suicide Squad 
didn't have anything to do with the actors, the acting, the the special effects. It, it had to do with the basic premise that uh, that Waller, what's what's her name? Is it Vanessa Waller? Amanda. Amanda. Uh, Amanda Waller. That that she, you know that she just straight out murders everybody that she comes into contact with, whether they were on her side or not on her side. I'm like, why would anybody work for this woman, knowing that the only way out is that you get murdered? It's like being being in the mafia, right? And I just it was it was so over the top with her. I'm gonna literally murder all of my people in the room with me just so that I could get out. How does a person like that get anybody to work for them? That was the big plot hole that made the movie unwatchable for me. I liked the rest of it. I didn't have any problem with the rest of the movie. You know, I, I liked uh, Margot Robbie's Harley and, and all the other uh, characters, and I enjoyed it, except that was what took me out of it. That was I couldn't suspend my disbelief around Amanda Waller. Yeah, it took me I out of it, personally. Oh, sorry. Kev, go. No, go ahead. No. So... The character Diablo, or El Diablo, however you say his name. Spoiler, he dies in the film. Well, in, in the comics, he, he, he literally, like, can't die. Like, he comes back from dying, like, all the time. But he's going to stay dead for this movie because, you know, we have to have a, a big death. It has to be meaningful and important. But, like, why? It's like the thing when they killed off Darwin in, in the X-Men First Class. You're literally, like, these people are not supposed to be dead. They should adapt, or they'll come back. Why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> why is it this way? Yeah, you you got to have stakes. That's just to give you the stakes of the film, so somebody has to die. That's it. It's like it's it's like why is there a big dude in there for the lead guy to fight? It's to prove that the lead guy can fight. It's a yeah. device. But yeah, I mean, you know, I said this at the time, and I'm sure if you're over on Patreon listening to the classic episodes in a couple of years from now, you'll be like right up there to where I said that if they gave an Academy award for trailers, I thought the suicide squad trailer should have won it because the trailer, the first trailer for that movie was brilliant. I desperately wanted to see that movie after I saw that trailer. And you know, my hate was fully on for the DCCU at that point because of Batman v Superman and anything and Man of Steel and Green Lantern. I don't care what they say. Green Lantern was their first and biggest failure. Um, I was already like already removed from those movies, but I wanted to see that movie because of that trailer. Um, so yeah, so there you go. You know, speaking of the Green Lantern, I really would have wanted to see Mark Strong was the actor that played Sinestro. Yes, and, and and he's so good. I really, you know, for whatever you feel about the Green Lantern movie, I would have liked to have seen the sequel to see Mark Strong move into the villain role. Well, you could just watch Shazam. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And he was because good in, Mark in Shazam. Strong is the villain in that movie. Yeah. Or, or you can go back and watch the first, um, the first Robert Downey Jr. Jude Law, uh, Sherlock Holmes Sherlock movie. Holmes. Where Mark Strong is the villain in it, or you can uh, go over to uh, find a movie called Rock and Rolla. Ooh, I remember which Rock is and Rolla. Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, Guy Ritchie films are good. He wasn't, he, he wasn't really the bad guy in that because they're all fucking bad guys <laughs> in that movie. Um, but like, he's another great performance in that movie. I've never seen Mark Strong in a thing where I was like, eh. It's kind of like. And Mark Strong, for those of you that, that don't know, by the myriad of examples that I've given out now, I refer to him as he's kind of like a an English 
a like hyper macho version of um, Stanley Tucci. Oh yeah, I, I was thinking of the uh, the guy on that's on Law and Order Special Victims Unit that used to be on Oz. I feel like they have a similar look, and I kind of I could confuse them easily. I don't know who that is. Oh shoot, I can't I can't think of his name, but he's on Special Victims Unit. You know his partner's uh, oh, Marsha. Do you mean Do you mean Stabler? I couldn't tell you his name. Was he like the lead on Special Victims Unit? Yes, and he was yeah. on Oz before that, right? Yeah, it's Elliot Stabler, and the actor is Christopher Maloney, I the, think. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. No. No? I'm wrong. No. I have... Definitely definitely English, hyper-macho Stanley Tucci. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump over to Batgirl. Did you see the uh, casting news uh, sandwich? The actress that played Nina in In the Heights, who... In the Heights was something that you recently did a sandwich yeah. shop about. Uh, so again, if you're yes. on the Patreons, you get the bonus show. You get to hear the sandwich shop. He talked about In the Heights relatively recently. Uh, but the actress that played Nina has been cast as uh, the Batgirl in the Batgirl movie. Um, I mean, I didn't hate her in the movie, so I think it's going to be all right. I don't. What are they casting her as Batgirl in? The Batgirl movie. The whole Batgirl movie? Yeah. When did this become a thing? I guess when they announced that this... It's been a thing for a while. It's just not... No one knows... I, I mean, at least to my knowledge, Scott, you can correct me. Um, I they, they haven't said where this is, what universe this takes place in, or anything like that. Right. Is it, it DCCU? Is it the new Batman? Sparkly Vampire Batman universe? Is it... Its mm -hmm. own thing, it, it, like I, I think the jury is still out on that, on where it takes place. Although J.K. Simmons yeah. is recently signed on to reprise uh, Commissioner Gordon, so that would yeah, tie. It. So maybe it's DCCU then. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's otherwise, it would be Jeffrey Wright, who is Commissioner Gordon in uh, Sparkly Vampire Batman. Right. Well, and then so, it, and it's funny while we're talking about you know Barbara Gordon. Uh, it's, it's, I'm assuming it's Barbara Gordon that's going to be the Batgirl in in the movie. Maybe we shouldn't assume, maybe. but but maybe not because they're also uh, they're oh. introducing Barbara Gordon on Teen Titans season three, but she will be Commissioner uh, Barbara Gordon, kind of going towards the uh, Batman Beyond storyline. Right. So what? now, oh, go ahead. So wait, they're doing be Batman be. So did she get shot already? Yes, I believe that this oh. will take place after the events of the Killing Joke, which means that she's already so been paralyzed. Years as Oracle, right? Right, and, and it's after Oracle, right? So, so she has somehow. I'm assuming that she's not going to be in a wheelchair. Um, again, maybe not a safe assumption, but in Batman Beyond, she's not. So, yeah, I'll just right. be interested to see, you know, oh. how they how they explain her her uh, miraculous healing if the events of Killing Joke have happened. I mean, go, going the back same to way they explain the miracle event in the book, which is kind of by saying she got over it. <laughs> I just got up one day and I kept. I, I don't know. They, I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, I would have to look at Wikipedia because I honestly, truly, I do not. Rem all I remember about that is that all of a sudden that new Batgirl showed up like the Batgirl in the purple suit. You know the real young plucky one, mm -hmm. and uh, who I think Stephanie was Barbara Brown. Gordon. Oh, was it Stephanie Brown? No, 
No. I, I, was she a was she a Robin and then? No. No. I'm gonna. I'll, you talk. I'll Google. Well, I, I just remember her showing up and and thinking, oh, I guess they fixed Bar- Barbara Gordon. But you're right, Scott, because if if they are gonna make her the commissioner, that is leading her more towards a Batman Beyond uh, universe role, and I wonder if that means something for Batman Beyond on TV. Oh, that would be great if they if if they're laying the groundwork for that on on HBO Max. It would be amazing. It would be amazing if that was the case. But so, who the, knows? And then the Batman Beyond they had Cassandra it, Kane for a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. And if they pull in uh if they pull in Michael Keaton to play uh Batman in Batman Beyond, that would be amazing. I I've I've always said it should be like Clint Eastwood as older Batman. I think that would be really fun because he's like 106 now and he already talks that way. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, Michael Keaton would have to go in there and work the voice. It would literally be like just, I mean, he would be perfect for it, Eastwood. You know, you got to get out there, kid. You know, it just, I mean, just listen to him talk. And he, go find when he's talking to the chair at that Republican or that gun rights or whatever it was. Like, I mean, it's just like, that's old Bruce. Put him in a turtleneck and a black suit and you're done. Yeah. You, know, you got to give, give him a dog and you're done. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's all we need really. So before we go to break, let me, let me do a couple of quick hits. Did you guys, for the boys season three, did you guys watch the, the Vought news segments that were very reminiscent of Fox news? From from the the boys' universe. No, no, did they release those on Amazon? No, no, it's just it's it's just like a YouTube. It's just a promo for the boys' oh, season no. three, and it's and they're like news segments from Vought News, and they're they're great. And I mean, they really you know they tie in the events of season two and kind of just give you something to get you excited for season three. I haven't seen those yet, but I will check them out. Yeah, they're they're it's they're worth looking at. And then you know this is going to be the most fucked up season of the three so far of uh, of the two so far, which is a high bar to clear. Yeah, like, like this is a high bar. We're gonna yeah. clear. Not that we're trying to clear. We're gonna clear. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that that all has to do with Soldier Boy, right? Played by Jensen Ackles. Yep. And you know it's it's Soldier Boy and that other that sort of that other division, whatever they're called. I can't remember what they're called. The other group. It's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I'm waiting for anything on a time for Invincible Season 2 still. I bet that that's going to be I'm a while. I haven't heard anything about Invincible 2. I know it's happening, whereas Jupiter's Legacy isn't. Yeah. That show sucked. Um, and uh, uh, and I've, I know that they are filming or have completed filming maybe even um, Un- Umbrella Academy Season 3. Oh. I think it's done filming, but I haven't heard anything about a release date yet. Yeah, there's some so also that... some product to talk about for Umbrella Academy in the, in the second half of the show. Oh. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, Mr. Scott, Mr. Sandwich, let's take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 645. Thank you. Yay. Uh, which we currently have no name for. 
after these messages. We'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-Wing. Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Forgive me if I don't shake hands. Hi, this is Val Kilmer from the movie Tombstone. You're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Isn't that a daisy? And he really is big. What an ugly thing to say. Stay tuned. I'm your huckleberry. Live from the sandwich shop, Big Kefunu Studios, and Pottery Productions in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our California. commercial break. California, I heard it too. I'm from yeah, Australia. No. Let's have a from pizza. In California. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's an accent, I swear. During our commercial break, heard from amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, 
fully detailed X-Wing, ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and the light of R2-D2. You can hear boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on the do 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 premium offer. You get one eighteen scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your excellent, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Are you going to beat that kid? Uh-oh. Are you going to beat him? Can you do it on camera so that we can all see it? I have to mute myself because I had some choice words for my little brother. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking if you're going to just kick his ass and be done with it. I said some things. <laughs> he fears me. He knows. Okay, just check. P- p- pulling back the curtain, he's been taking Taekwondo lessons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he thinks he can step yeah. to me now. But uh, Him and little Washburn are going to gang up on you and uh, take and, you him out. Him and Frodo are going to are gonna beat me up in an alley one day, and it's just not going to be funny. <laughs> You're in the wrong neighborhood, kid. All right, products. All right, let's no, do it. Well, hold on. Let's uh, let's get a clean. We don't want to leave all that in, do we? Yeah, we can leave that. In. All right, all right. Well, then we'll we'll go. That's so, the flavor of the show. Hey, you know, there's a him it, picking on his little brother. That just identifies him as a young person, Mister Scott. Oh, all so right. So you see, it it plays on the demographic it's, of him being a young person. It's good for the demo. So we, I got it. When we throw shit in front of him, like the Shogun miniseries, <laughs> and force him to watch it. I'd rather watch the detailed report, which he presents to the Patreons on the sandwich shop. Yeah, you know, I was was gonna do tombstone. I was gonna do tombstone this week. You're gonna do what? Tombstone. Tombstone. You've never seen Tombstone? No. I failed you as a friend. Just saying. I think. All right. The the product this week really goes hand in hand with half the stuff that we talked about in the first segment so i think that that's good yes. let's uh let's talk about the the boys and uh umbrella academy. and umbrella academy yeah as we, as we just ended up with so um kev i'll let you start yeah so boss fight revealed their first uh four um four inch three and three quarter inch um figures from the television show umbrella academy um now help me, uh, maybe Scott, you can help me with the, the character. I know it's Vanya, Cha-Cha. Mm-hmm. Vanya is um, Elliot Page's character. Uh, Cha-Cha was one of the um, one of the assassins with like- That was Mary uh, J. Blige. The, the bear head. Um, and who are the other, 
who are the other? I can't remember the other two. I mean, I do. It's uh, Klaus is one, and Diego. So that's yes. the four that they've started with. Um, and I, it almost is depressing to to me to say. I didn't like them. It's yeah, really, really depressing for me to say. I did not like these toys. Uh, and now I don't know if we're looking at final product, if we're looking at prototypes or what, but the figures that they put up for release are, I think, far removed from other three and three quarter figures of, you know, the, you know, the type that are associated with other media. Yes, Sandwich? So I feel like you know based off the pre-order this is it like i think what whatever we're gonna get this is gonna be it weren't we looking at like photographs and like stuff of this coming up like maybe i'm gonna say a year ago at this point and they looked yeah. all immaculate it all looked excellent yeah i mean i was very was some... excited and it's just mm -hmm. not what we were promised it, i'm really I'm a bit, I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really disappointed. And I'm such a big fan of Boss Fight Studios. Anyone who listens to this program knows that I'm a huge fan of Boss Fight Studios. Uh, and also now they, you know, they've just released uh, 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 some other licenses as well. Popeye, they've been showing their releases for Popeye and some other things. And, you know, like they're, they're amazing, you know, like, the, they did a figure for the Little Prince. If you know who that is, I mean the figure is phenomenal. They did Sam and Max. They did. Uh, they've been doing. Uh, what's his name? Um, it's not Bucky O'Hare. Is it Bucky O'Hare? Yeah, it's Bucky O'Hare. They've been doing Bucky O'Hare. Like they've been doing all of these incredible. They have these incredible licenses, and they've been knocking it out of the park every single time. But when it most mattered to me, which was the only people who are producing any toys for the umbrella academy and this it's terribly disappointing you know like i'm just i'm beside myself with how bad they i mean particularly like vanya just looks oh yeah terrible horrible it looks I like mean, something you would looks, see at walgreens yeah exactly i mean it just looks and I hate saying this because, I mean, like I said, I'm a huge fan of those guys. I love what they do. And I just can't believe it's fallen so short of the quality mark. I mean, to, it looks to me like, um, like Klaus. It looks like his proportions are off. You know, like it looks to me like yeah. his head and his hands are too big for that body. Yes. You know? And I don't know if it's bad applications uh, on on um, on um, Diego uh, or what, but it's like the mask looks weird on his face, and like there's it just seems like it's lacking like detail and some other thing. Like it's just it reminds I, me of those retro figures, the yeah, the ones like that that were made Super to seven. look. Yeah, it's Super Seven is still putting those out there. They're what, what are they called? Reaction. They're yeah. reaction figures. That's what they look like. They look like you know the the kind of five POA throwback sort of versions of what these figures sh should be. Right. They stage. they look crappy on purpose to be nostalgic. Not and, and that's what these look like. Yeah. And they're not ironically not doing crappy. it. 
not crappy, simple, and not so concerned with things like, uh, 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 what's the right word? Like um, likeness. You know, they're not concerned with things like, do, do we get the likeness perfect or even close? That's a great analogy. Was that you, Scott, that said reaction? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's a great analogy, Scott. They just look like, like the, yeah, like reaction figure. I was so like, I just cannot believe that. I, I, I'm just wondering if like, are we being punked? Like, did something go horribly wrong? Like, I, I just don't know. I mean, they just look terrible you know and like i'm pretty sure and it's if anyone's looking at a picture now tell me if i'm wrong but like does it does vanya vanya has the violin and the bow like are they just both black yeah you know like like i'm, I'm pretty sure that they've been doing multiple colors in their accessories so why not now you know like i, I mean unless i'm just wildly no, wrong about it, that. it's brown you can see you can tell that it's a violin and a bow it's it's okay. kind of brown and black. Okay, well maybe I'm wrong about that. But yeah, the likeness is not strong. I'm not wrong about the fact that she has a five head. I mean, that's an enormous forehead on her, and the hair looks like attached and big. Like I don't, I'm just, I'm really terribly disappointed, and I I, you know, I don't want to see boss fight you know, go down like this. And I don't think they're going to go down by having one bad line. But that said, I really, really want some decent Umbrella Academy figures. So who do I have to look to? Is Boss Fight going to do six inch? Because clearly four inch is now a bust. So if four inch is a bust, I got to look for six inch. Are, is Boss Fight going to do six inch? I think you got to go directly to Toy Weaver for this. <laughs> Gary probably would make these infinitely better. Uh, uh, Toy Weaver would make these infinitely better than what I'm seeing from Boss Fight. But I mean, again, with four inch kind of being, I mean, effectively uh, uh, at this point, effectively scrapped. I got to look to six inch. So does some, is someone holding the six inch license? And please, is it not Boss Fight? You know, can we get it to NECA? You know, can we get it to, I don't know, somebody else? Because I, I feel like Boss Fight has really, really missed here. And I, that's going around, by the way. That isn't just my opinion. I mean, the, the by and large uh, feeling on this is that they are not good. I mean, they're not like the Phantom toys from the movie The Phantom. You know, which it was pretty much, it looked like a purple peanut M&M <laughs> on a rather generic muscle body. I mean, they're not that bad, but they're not far off from that. You know, I think that the Super 7 reaction uh, example or, or, or analogy, I think, is spot on, Scott. Well done. But, yeah, I'm incredibly disappointed by these. So so what about the uh, the, the boys' figures? Those Are, are those NECA? Those... Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are NECA. They looked better, you know. Um, I, I I don't know that we uh, was that product that they showed, or were they still in prototype? No, That's it's it's, it's available for pre-order on Entertainment Earth, the one that I'm looking at. So I think that it's the actual product, and it's just Homelander and uh, Starlight. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I th I feel I like mean, the the Homelander likeness is very strong. Starlight's good as well, but. Homelander, right. man, I mean, that looks exactly like the actor. 
I mean, it's it's really hard for it, it's really hard for me these days because I'm I'm kind of sort of transitioning sort of into 12 inch. So it, it's kind of difficult for me to judge likeness. I kind of have to put that away a little bit, a little bit, you know what I mean? So I can accept like a six inch NECA likeness of Homelander, but you know, if I'm comparing it to like the 12 inch so-so toys, it doesn't even come close. You know, that looks like that thing's going to start talking any minute, <laughs> you know, when, when they get a likeness like that and they have done, and, and this by the way is, we should say unlicensed product from China. Uh, Homelander and Butcher, I think, have both been um, done or being done uh, from that company, and they both look spectacular. Um, I think it's interesting also that NECA has only chosen to come out of the gate with two characters, and one of them is not Butcher. You know, I thought Butcher and Homelander seemed a natural fit. I get putting the girl out. Um, because I think she's great. I think she's an amazing character. And yeah, I, I, if I was doing a wave of three, she would be the third one, but I would still imagine. Would be two. I, I still imagine though, it would be Butcher and Homelander first and then her, and then maybe Huey, you know, and that, you know, like, and then down the line, right? Yeah. Do, well, do you get, is the next wave Huey and Butcher to, who then complement those, the first wave? Yeah, I think you got to put at least one of the seven in every wave, right? So you got to put in uh, uh, Mave, or you got to put in, uh, you A know, train yeah, deep. exactly the deep. Yeah, you got to put in a member of the seven in every wave. So, but in this, we get kind of two members of the seven, kinda out of the gate, which I just don't think. I think you, I think the releasing should be opposites you know we get one from one side and one from the other yeah we get uh you know we get uh what's his is it black noir we get yeah. him and we get pierre yeah. you know or black get, noir should be uh, pretty easy right they don't have to waste a lot of time painting yeah or, or anything else him. like he just doesn't you know just just mug an old uh six inch uh snake eyes well, well, and there, you're missing right? the third the third member of this first wave of the seven i mean translucent He's right there. You know, and, and and nothing would be funnier than them releasing an empty package <laughs> translucent. Nothing would be funnier than that. Or, or like just like a, a, you know, something charge. floating. Like he's just holding nothing. it. Just nothing. Just an empty blister card. That, and someone's going to do it. You know, someone's absolutely 100% going to do it. You know, that's like a, that's like a gimme. It would be funnier if it was NECA who did it out of the gate and they charge like, you know, seven, eight bucks for it. That would be really funny. I mean, yeah, they'd get a heck of a return on investment because it would be so cheap to buy. And everybody would have to get it because it's it's just a great, it's a great, yeah. it's going to look Number so good them. sitting on your shelf next to your other boxes, right? Number them. Number them. That's what you have to do. You number them. You literally put number one, number two, number three, make translucent number four. And, you know, number five, number six, and, and anyone who, like, has the completest bug, they're going to have to have it, you know? And honestly, you know, like, I'm seriously considering getting the NECA six-inch boys figures. I totally am. Um, and I would totally buy the translucent, uh, quote, figure, end quote. The card. I totally <laughs> would. So, there you go. 
So before you move on to the Hasbro, uh, I just want to keep, keep it on the product that matches the stories that we were talking about. Did you see the McFarlane Suicide Squad pieces? I, I've seen, yeah, I have seen some. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How did you guys feel about What did that? they uh, release? I mean, what was it? Well, you, you got you got Peacemaker and Harley Quinn and uh, King Shark, of course, who I think is going to be the the fan favorite from the Suicide Squad. I think King Squad. Shark is going to be is the he one. A builder? Oh, he might be because he, he's he's huge. I think he's the builder. Yeah, and I think there's um, I think there's also uh, I can't remember exactly. I feel like there's a version of him. Maybe maybe that's not the McFarlane one though. There's one that comes with like a bloody leg or something, some such nonsense. Yeah, that's just I, I while honestly, we're while we're talking about Suicide Squad real quick. Uh, I said I've been I just started watching the Harley Quinn HBO Max show, and the King Shark in that is played by Ron Funches, and he's hilarious. I think it's very very different take on the character than the one in the Suicide Squad, but I'm well, I'm really Stallone. enjoying that character. That's Stallone. In the movie, still, yeah. In the movie, King Shark is voiced by Sylvester Stallone. So, yeah. So, so I don't know if you're familiar with Ron Funches, but this King Shark is like he's just very sweet and happy, and I, I just like to be. I'm not really a bad guy. I'm, a, I'm a King Shark, and it's, it's hilarious. Just, just again, I think the Harley Quinn show, it's so meta because like all the, uh, you know, all the villains just kind of are hanging out together and hey, like somebody bickering. just walked through your background, Scott. Oh yeah. Uh, there are other people that that was uh, that was Brittany. Did she give you a dirty look? Is that how you knew it was her? Yep. Yeah. I could feel her in the room <laughs> with her gaze of hatred. No, no, no. <laughs> like I said, as long as we keep the show on time on Mondays, everything's good. Speaking of which, what else is on our list for product today? So the Hasbro one you sent. The Hasbro What's Pulse, that? the Power Rangers and Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all the uh, way. They're all the way. Uh, sorry. By the way, they are sold out already. What? On Hasbro Pulse. <laughs> you're too uh, late, sandwich. No, you're not too no. late, sandwich. Because you can go to an affiliate. You know, like Big Bad Toy Store, yeah. Dorkside Toys. They both have them still for pre-order. But as usual, I know. the company that's making the fucking toy sells out of it, and it's a pre-order item. I mean, it's just you know, don't get me started here on uh on again hasbro pulse should never be out of stock on anything you know you, you it, like that like the red foot ninja with the legs for stilt man he should be in stock now and then when they've sold through again they should call up their guys in china and be like we need another hundred thousand of these and then put them up again you know, like it makes no sense to me that Hasbro is ever out of stock of anything that's current, especially a pre-order item. Because how are you not just calling up China and going, "Look, I know we said we needed a hundred thousand of these, but it turns out we need two hundred thousand of them." Well, why is that a problem? I mean, yeah, that's, that's the whole point of a pre-order, right? It's a pre-order. They haven't started making yeah, them yet. It's a pre-order. Take orders and then go make what people ordered, that's it. however and then number go it is. Fill those orders exactly. You know, like, I just don't get it. You know, like, it, it, it's such a fucking game these days. You know what I mean? 
and the exclusives, you know, like Walmart exclusives and Target exclusives and everything else. CVS, Walgreens, anyone gets an exclusive. Yeah, and if you're not, and and, you know, uh, uh, first of all, they rarely show up actually in the stores as exclusives. Um, that's, That's the first case. The second case is that even if you go online and try to buy them, their websites are so screwed up that you could be at the last stage of verifying your order and have it be sold out. That, that is the most frustrating thing on the planet. And bots. Is to go through that whole process, let's say on Walmart, and get like right to the end, place your order and click it, and it's, oh, no, it's out of stock. Are you fucking kidding me? I just spent 15 minutes going through your stupid website. Why is it not at least held in my cart? For a certain amount of time, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or, or whatever. Uh, just, just don't get me started. It, it is both a glorious and frustrating age uh, of, of action figures that we're in right now. Glorious because we're getting so many amazing things. And I have to give credit where credit is due. Hasbro is doing a lot of amazing shit. You know, they just released, and this, this is uh, what we'll talk about on their Fan First Wednesday I think last week or whatever day it was, um, they released their or, or they showed their um, their next Marvel Legends wave, which is based on the What If animation that's coming to us. I think next week on uh, Disney Plus, uh, you know, and they showcased a bunch of characters from that. Sylvie uh, was one of those characters. Um, the the Loki version of Sylvie. You got. The T'Challa Star Lord. You got um, Captain Carter, which is like, what if uh, Agent Carter took the serum? You have um, Zombie Captain America. You have uh, you have a version of Stephen Strange. I can't remember what they called him, but like it looks like he's kind of losing the battle with the dark side kind of thing, like in his own person, something like that. You have uh, Zombie Hunter Spider-Man, which is a character lacking a description of any kind. Um, so far, we'll, well, obviously, we'll get one. Um, and then, uh, well, who am I forgetting? Oh, you have um, you have Nebula, but she like has blonde hair and she's different. Whatever, whatever. However, she appears in this uh, uh, in the new animation. You're getting Nebula from that as well. And then you're getting a deluxe. You're getting a -a Build-A-Figure, which is Uatu the Watcher, which is a great choice for a -a Build-A-Figure. And I think he looks really great. Um, So that's good. And then you're getting on top of that, you're getting a large size deluxe figure of the Hydra Smasher, which basically looks like, um, it kind of looks like a World War II era giant, stark armor you know with all like the green colors and it's got like handholds and things on it and it's specifically a place on the back where you can recreate um the one thing that we've seen so far from the captain carter uh short which is that she's kind of riding the back of this hydra stomper um into battle so uh you know there's that a very exciting wave they all look great they're slightly more animated in style 
than uh, uh, like sort of a realistic take Marvel Legends would be. But I don't feel they're quite as animated in style as the Marvel Legends from the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I don't think they're quite that level. Um, so there's some, you know, you, you got some room in there. Would I display Captain Carter with my, uh, you know, my Captain America collection? You bet. And that Hydra Stomper too. Um, because it's a great figure. Uh, zombie Captain America. Yeah, it's a little animated, but he's like gross looking. You know, he's got like holes through him. And, you know, like it, it is a really great looking figure. Yeah, it's got that tiny bit of animation style to it, as do they all. Um, but yeah, still MCU, still part of my collection. So deal with that sandwich. Yeah, those look those do look really good. Real quick, can you go back to the Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse, uh, yeah. the the Power Ranger Ninja Turtle? Because we just said that it existed, and you didn't really yes. tell us about the figures. So we have Donatello as the blue, no, as the black ranger. Yeah, he's got like so it's his you know stick. I don't, I don't know the official name for the stick Staff. with the black the black ranger axe at the end of it, and then Leonardo is a blue ranger with his two swords. Uh, you'll assume they'll finish the line. Where you know you'll get April as the Pink Ranger, and it's a it's a two pack. By the way, we should yes, say it's a two pack. Yeah. So um, and it looks great. The packaging looks great. The figures look great. Yes. It's a really interesting combination for Hasbro to do, because Hasbro does not have a Turtles license. Hmm. No, unless this is a special one off that maybe they're doing. I haven't looked at the package yet, so I didn't see whether like a NECA or a Super 7 or uh, somebody who has some sort of Turtles license. I imagine it's NECA, but I don't know. Um, uh, allowed or, or, or made possible this combination of a license that Hasbro owns and a license that is clearly one that they don't own or that they don't have the rights to do. I'm guessing... Hasbro had to come together with somebody to do this. That's just a guess. Is this mashup something that ever happened in the comics or somewhere? Or they recently did one, a mashup. Uh, I want to say like within the last year, maybe two. Was it a comic thing? Yes, it was a comic thing. Oh, okay. So the the turtles basically get the Power Rangers powers. Yes, they get they become Power Rangers. Like I said, Raph, Raphael becomes the red. Uh, Michelangelo becomes yellow, April's pink, and then Donnie's black, and uh, Leo is blue. And then they get their own Megazord, too. And it was a cool concept. They had a, it was, it was, a, it was like a mini series they did. It was like maybe four or five issues, I think. Hmm. Man, you'd think wonder... they would have done a build and gotten the Megazord here and done, done them as five individuals, and then I would the Megazord. Have I would have. Well, you know, you, you, you can't really give up hope on that though, because, you know, I suspect if they go that they might be gauging based on this, what the next step is, Scott, you know, they might be gauging on this two pack. Well, what's the, do we do a three pack and finish out the line? Do we do three individuals and finish out the line? Do we do a special one-off Megazord, whatever it is based on this line? Do, you know, like, I mean, I, I feel like whoever came together, again, I have, somebody has to have come together in order to make this happen. 
that being the case, I suspect that they're feeling it out. I suspect that they don't want to dive in and not be able to complete the line. But I don't see how you do a two-pack and a two-pack. Who is the bad guy? Was it Shredder or was it Shredder and somebody? I, I forget, honestly. Was it Shredder the and, the, and is, the lady, like a Shredder version of the lady from Power Rangers? That was that's always. That's what I mean. Like, is that going to be like the, the, the you know, is that going to be, is that going to round out the line or is it going to be like whatever the version of the foot soldiers were in that, in that little pocket universe series? Like, whatever it is, they have room to grow here. I, what I don't understand is the two-pack strategy, unless it's these two, the other two turtles, maybe April and the lead bad guy, and then maybe a two-pack of whoever the foot soldier is for the bad guy, no pun intended. Um, oh, I didn't mention also Hasbro announced, uh, I brought up the, the, the red hand ninja um, with, with the idea that I was going to also announce that Hasbro has announced that they're going to do the black version of the Hand Ninja, um, just available uh, on Hasbro Pulse as just a straight-up army builder. So just in a cardboard box um, with all the weapons um, and so on and so forth. But they acknowledge during their video how difficult it is to get the red foot soldier, which infuriated me. Because it's like, you're Hasbro. You make the red foot soldier. If only there was something we could do to get the what? red foot soldier. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're, our hands are tied. We can't make any more. But here's the black one, which is just a reuse of the same everything in a different color. You know, like, I just... Sorry, I meant to bring that up earlier, and I, I didn't want to leave it off. So there's plenty of room for this Turtles, Power Rangers crossover thing to grow. There's plenty of room for it. I'm just... I'm going to wait and see. And by the way, uh, for the record, the, the bad guy, the oh, expected sorry. release on this yeah. is is like all other things. It's a year away. It's like April of twenty two. Hmm. So, so who's the bad guy, Dom? Ever to wait. The bad guy was it. a Green Ranger Shredder mix. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, so maybe we're going to get that at yeah. some point. Maybe that will be with April. Was there was there a uh, was there a Casey Jones? Somehow co combo character. No, because they ran yeah, out. They ran out of colors. So if he's green, he can't be white. I would care about. Uh, gentlemen, I've I've made some adjustments uh, to our sound here for this uh, very special breaking news. Breaking news: The Joker, Gotham by Gaslight Deluxe Edition from Mezco One Twelve, has landed. Repeat has landed uh so Excuse yeah me, Kev, are, are you yes. a joker fan is that really really you're gonna can you overstate the obvious i don't know if that's a thing that one can do is overstate i don't know i, I have no idea let's ask the master of the archive you know what what he thinks mr sandwich hi uh, yes archive specialist sandwich here um in my professional opinion of the Big Kev Archive, Joker handedly holds the number one spot, followed second by Captain America. Would you would you dare to guess at what a third might be? In I, my professional opinion? Yeah. Professional opinion. Mm. See, if I were to give it something, it'd be like a greater thing, like you know, like uh Marvel Legends, if I can do that as a grouping. 
right. think that's up there. Oh, I feel so like we, we we don't realize how much is in the unit until we actually take like a good look at it. Yeah, and I'm, I I'm just basing it on, on the West Coast uh, product archive, but that's because it's all Disney Park exclusive. So I kind of think of it as uh, Star Wars well, yeah. astromech droids as being your third wheelhouse. Well, that that is, yeah, that yeah, that there is some validity to that. That's true. <laughs> but Joker is so up there anyway. The not to belabor the point about what I collect. What we really need to talk about here is this fantastic Mezco uh, one twelve. So, sandwich. What do we what do we got in the box? So, in the box, we have the Gotham by Gaslight Joker, as stated. Got a couple things over here. Uh, I got one, two, three, four, five, 11 hands. 11? Wow. That seems like a weird number. Hands. <laughs> well, you know, some lefts, some rights. Uh, I There might be more lefts than rights. I don't know. Maybe Joker's a lefty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, what, uh, what's he using all those hands for? Uh, he can hold, like, a lot of the... I mean, there's some top... There's a top hat, the glasses, the storage thing some tools that, that looks like a valise to me yeah I don't... And, and and man those tools are scary looking and this is this is gotham by gaslap so it's it's victorian yes uh, age right yeah so i mean quick aside i don't think there was a joker in gotham by gaslight this still looks very cool though i'm not gonna say he doesn't the face is a little frightening i don't know why but the, the like very deep smile just kind of bothers me a little bit it's a good sculpt. Who does he look like? He looks like, I mean, like, is it is it based on an actor or somebody? It just, it kind of looks familiar to me. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. I can't really get, like, a good, like, see, I don't know who it's supposed to be. I, I get what you're saying. It's just, it doesn't, maybe does it's, it look, it's just, does it doesn't look like someone. Yeah, maybe it's just a good sculpt and it, it's very realistic looking. And so, therefore, it just looks like a real person. And I'm trying to identify you know, like I'm just trying to think. Oh, is this based on some actor, uh, some actor's mm-hmm. face? But it's not. I mean, we got, like I said, we got two heads in here. We got the smiley one and the more like stern-faced one. The top hat, the glasses, uh, all these tools, the hands. I feel it's like the like non-smiley one is scarier, honestly. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, you don't want the Joker grinning at you, but like the serious one seems a little more scary to me i think it's important also to say that um this is a i believe it's kind of a a fleshed out version um now two two things one is joker doesn't really appear in the original gotham by gaslight he's only on a wanted poster in gotham city police headquarters Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that's correct and then um, he appears as Gaslight Joker in the Infinite Crisis video game. Now, I don't know if this figure matches that or if this is kind of, you know, uh, if this is kind of Mezco's take on this character. The Joker, it should be noted, it's the Joker from Earth-19. Um, and there's not a lot of information out there because other than the two things I've just mentioned, there really isn't anything else. So this is, I think this is, 
I think this is a large part of uh, Mezco creation and design here. And I think the interesting thing they've done is they've kind of gone in a almost a semi Jack the Ripper sort of fashion in the sense that, uh, you know, Sandwich mentioned that uh, he comes with a variety of uh, implements, tools, nine of them, in fact, nine assorted uh, tools. Uh, and they're, they're great. I'm picking them up here. Really, really cool. All kinds of surgical equipment, uh, a nice case for them to go in, which is really, really great. Um, he's got a bloody sort of, uh, what do you call it? Like a smock? Yeah, like a leather face paper. smock. I don't know if a smock is the correct tone. Or it's an it, apron, I guess. I guess. Apron, yeah, yeah. apron. Just um, kiss the chef, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's leather. It's like... Uh, it's bloodstained like, leather. Yeah, you know, it's it's everything in here is period. You know what I mean? Everything is like Gotham by Gaslight, period. Earth 19, period. Um, apron also comes with a scarf. Uh, the big double-breasted coat. So they are going for a more Jack the Ripper-esque uh, kind of appearance. The hands, by the way, um, I, I think a lot of those hands, um, I don't understand what you're looking at it. The hands are a bit bloody, right? Yeah, uh, the left one says like ha-ha on it. So I, I guess he got messed up and just cut his hand and put ha-ha in it, which is kind of weird. But, you know, that's the Joker aesthetic of just being a, a lunatic. Yeah. Um, two heads. He's got a very wide grinning head and a more docile yet evil looking head. He's got some green sunglasses, a green top hat, some playing cards, uh, and a Joker, uh, sort of a Gotham by Gaslight-themed base. Now, we've talked about this in the past. I'm not really a base guy, unless it's a character that, like, flies or is doing some, if I'm posing him in some sort of acrobatic way, I don't think this character really qualifies for that, at least not in my opinion. So I think he will be displayed without those particular without that particular stand although it's totally fine if you like to display yours that way um the full range of articulation that we have come to love from our mezco 112 pieces uh is fully on display here the sculpting the attention to detail uh absolutely uh absolutely incredible and when you doll them all up he really does look rather sinister, not to beat a dead horse, but he really does look rather sinister when you've got the sort of bloody tools and the bloody hands and the big wide grin. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's creepy. It's a creepy figure. One of my, uh, one of my more, I have to say one of my more liked Joker creations i would rather have seen this joker than the jared leto joker <laughs> just saying you, you know there's you that's know the one vibes, example the vibes i'm getting from it is uh mr white in reservoir dogs when he uh cut the guy's ear off it just i just kind of pick like when he's holding all these tools and that grin on his face that's just what that's what it makes me think of yeah i think he's gonna display really nicely with your mezco 112 gotham by gaslight batman uh so 
there you go. So you have that. Uh, there's definitely got to be some kind of tussle pose that you can get those two guys in. And of course, with the 112s uh, line of full articulation uh, that appears in the line, you're going to be able to do any number of different sort of things uh, with, with this figure. So, yeah. Um, as of right now, it looks like he's been waitlisted. So hop on the wait list. You never know. You never know. Um, and we're happy to have him. And so 112 Collective Joker Gotham by Gaslight Deluxe Edition. Stay tuned uh, for more Mezco 112 uh, releases. Now we have a bunch of Mezco 112 stuff that's on order um, uh, that will come to us you know, as it comes to us, but we're always so happy to see a, a new 112 that kind of falls in our wheelhouse the way the old Gotham by Gaslight Joker does uh, here. So you'll hear more about those as we get them. Um, any final comments, gentlemen? Um, so I'm definitely not the Joker fan in this group. That is definitely firmly a, a Kevin a Kevin wheelhouse. But the the aesthetic of the the Gotham by Gaslight Joker we have here, you know, with that nineteen like eighteen eighties nineteen hundreds kind of style with right. the 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 coat and the top hat and all that stuff, I think it could display really nicely somewhere. Even like I said, even if you're tertiarily like me, a Joker fan, you you enjoy him in things, but you're not really a Joker fan. I think it's still a fantastic piece, and uh, that once again we talked about it it's a great piece that speaks to Mezco that, you know, even if you're not a fan of the property per se, you're a fan of the piece, which is something that they're excellent at. Yeah. I like, anyway. I like the code. I wish they could, if they made that in adult sizes, I would take one. <laughs> Maybe that's a direction that we should in, inspire Mezco to go in. It's like, you know, if there's a particular piece of clothing that they create for the one twelve line that, you know, people would actually like for cosplay and that kind of thing that they produce that as well. That's a direction. Oh man. And then you've got the figure and you're wearing all the same clothes as the figure. That would be fun. That'd be awesome. That would be, that would be weird. <laughs> but any, in any case, go over to Mezco toys, M E Z C O T O Z.com. Uh, just Google it and check out all the offerings they have in the one twelve line. And yeah, so there you go. Mezco, Joker, Gotham by Gaslight. All right, I, so I'm, I'm hearing the wrap-up music. I do want to say one thing. Uh, recording this on Monday, there is an announcement that there's going to be an announcement from Disney about their new replacement for the annual pass holder program. So that news oh. is going to come out tomorrow, and they're calling it the Magic Key, and they've been referring it to it as a loyalty program. So it doesn't sound like you're going to be able to just pay and go for a year. It's the more often you go, the more perks you get. Kind of like, like a, I'm picturing it like a cruise, right? You take one cruise, you pay this much. You cruise again, it's going to be a little bit cheaper. So the more you cruise, the cheaper it gets. But if, you're a, a, if you don't go a lot, you're not going to see any significant savings. Wow. So, so Scott will save someone's yeah, well, we're going to Knott's Berry Farm because it's, you know, you can literally get an annual pass for Knott's Berry Farm for the whole family, less than one annual pass for Disneyland. And you can jungle gym the, uh, the up ride. Yeah, and you can climb up on the ride there if you want to, so they, they, they allow that. So, all right, let's, uh, let's hit the social medias and, and get out of here, gentlemen. 
you know, be sure that you're following the show on the Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters at GeekStuffTNG on all of those places. Kev posts lots of good news on the Facebook, and the Twitter and the Instagram are flooded with good, good solid uh, geek news that you can check out. Um, but more importantly, support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash GeekStuffTNG. Like we said at the top of the show, for $1, you can join the Discord chat server and chat with the, the show for $3 a month. It is the um, early, bird special. early bird special where you get the show a day or two early. For $5 a month, you get the lovely sandwich shop. It's going to be Tombstone this week? Tombstone, in theory. All right. Well, now I know which ID to put at the break for this episode. And uh, <laughs> for uh, ten, you also get the vintage shows at the $5 a month level. we got to find out what happened to Kev on episode 61. That'll be up on the 15th. I am, I am beside myself with curiosity because I have no idea whatsoever. And then at $10 a month, you get to watch the show live on Instagram, uh, where all the magic really happens. Yes, and we want to recognize our friends Alex, uh, who I referred to earlier as Dot, Chimps Nanny, who only who uh, who always uh, has uh, comments uh, in that chat, as well as Will's Trash, who's uh, uh, made a return to the uh, the Patreon. Uh, it's this portion of it anyway and others as well so there you go alright and then uh, you can find me over on the Instagrams and the Twitters I'm at Scott on Twitter and at Scott one on Instagram Sandwich you can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E and you can find me if I ever hook my Xbox up again as Big Kev GS I probably will um uh, otherwise, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. And with that, Mr. Scott, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 645, to a close. The one we called Swing and a Miss. Uh, the way we end some shows by saying... Good night, Dusty Hill. Wherever you are. And on that note... We cue the music.
right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.